0: Welcome to the Ever Believer a Witness podcast. This is Evan Finch, and I'm glad you've joined us today. I believe you will be blessed as Dennis shares what to do when a storm hits, part five. Others are watching you. I'm Dennis Nunn. I hope you've been listening to these. If you missed one, I encourage you to go back and pick it up because we've been talking about principles and truths that we want to know and be aware of and rely on when a storm hits, and that is we saw everyone goes through storms. No one's exempt. Unbelievers, believers, doesn't make any difference. And a lot of times when we're right in the center of God's will, because we've been looking at the story of Jesus and his disciples on the Sea of Galilee in this major storm when they thought they were going down and Jesus is asleep and they wake him up. And in this storm, we've seen that It wasn't just one person that was going through a storm. It wasn't even just this one boat, but there were many other boats that were with them. Everyone goes through storms. Number two principle, remember, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you've been born again, if you're a child of God, Jesus is in the storm with you. I was showering this morning, and I was kind of in my mind going through what I was going to say. And I was thinking back to when I was a very young child, And if I was in a situation where I was apprehensive or fearful, if my dad had his hand or my hand in his, or if my dad held me, or if my dad had me on his shoulders even, then I felt very confident and very secure because of of having my father there. Our Heavenly Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Godhead, They are with us. Never leave us nor forsake us. And so when you're in the storm, just remember, Jesus is in the storm with you and he cares for you. So therefore, in a storm, it's a time to grow and show our faith. We live what we believe. All the rest is just religious talk. And remember, a major part is believing God cares. The question the disciples ask, When Jesus said, do you still have no faith? Remember the question? Master, teacher, don't you care? He always cares for us. And today we come to the last principle. How we handle a storm is a powerful, powerful witness. In verse 40, Jesus said, it says, and he, Jesus said to them, why are you? That's plural, afraid. Do you still have no faith? You see, I've often thought all these guys in the boat, if there had been one person who would have just been strong, who would have just been a person of faith, perhaps his faith would have impacted the others. But I do know this, fear is contagious too. And how we handle a storm, if we're fearful, that's gonna impact others around us. Um, And and other people are watching us, your coworkers, your family members, Your classmates, uh, your family, if you say, I'm a follower of Jesus, they're looking to see how you handle things in your life. You may have heard the story entitled The Yellow Light. The light turned yellow just in front of him. He did the right thing, stopping at the crosswalk, even though he could have beaten the red light by accelerating through the intersection. The tailgating woman was furious and hulked her horn, screaming in frustration as she missed her chance to get through the intersection, dropping both her cell phone and makeup and also her coffee. As she was still in mid rant, she heard a tap at the window and looked up into the face of a very serious police officer. The police officer ordered her to exit her car with her hands up. He handcuffed her, took her to the police station where she was searched, fingerprinted, photographed, and placed in a holding cell. After a couple of hours, a jailer approached the cell and opened the door. She was escorted back to the booking desk where the arresting officer was waiting with her personal effects. He said, ma'am, I am very sorry for this mistake. You see, I pulled up behind your car while you were blowing your horn, flipping off the guy in front of you and cussing a blue streak at him. I noticed the what would Jesus do bumper sticker the Choose Life license plate holder, and the chrome-plated Christian fish emblem on your trunk, so naturally I assumed that you had stolen that car. Now, I hope that description will not be true of me or you when we don't make it through a light, but whatever the situation is, there are people that are watching us. You know, there are other Christians that are watching us. Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica And he said this in chapter one, notice, And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. So they're they're suffering, they're being persecuted, there's tribulation, there's affliction, but they received it with the joy of the Holy Spirit and they became an example to other believers. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere. So we don't need to say anything. So how they handled, even coming to Christ, their faith sounded out to believers everywhere. He wrote them again. And in his second letter, notice what he said. We ourselves boast about you in the church of God for your steadfastness and faith. In all your persecutions and in all the afflictions that you're enduring, you see, when I'm in a storm, I'll be honest. I just want the storm to be over. Don't you? Uh, I'm just wanting the storm to pass. You know. And sometimes storms come quickly and pass quickly. And sometimes we see storms coming from far distance. And sometimes the phone rings at four in the morning. But whatever the case, when I'm in a storm, most of us, I think, would agree. I just want to get out of the storm, but we need to remember how I handle this storm is a very powerful witness. I'm very blessed to, uh, in the years of traveling, made so many wonderful friends. Um, One of my friends is James Peoples and his wife, Jeannie, in Florida. I was blessed to be with him a couple of times, leading conferences, revivals there. And James and Jeannie have two children, Emily and Dana. And Dana was born with autism and Down syndrome, basically requiring constant care 24-7. And you can imagine the challenge that is, and yet James and Jeannie are two of the most joyous people I've ever met. They're always smiling. They're praising the Lord. They're never, ever complaining about the care or the attention, the cost or anything. I tell you, James and Jeannie have encouraged thousands of believers all over the country because how we handle a storm is a powerful witness. It's a powerful witness to other believers. And let me just say to you, parents and grandparents, it's a powerful witness to your children and your grandchildren how we respond to a storm. But you know something? How we respond to a storm is not only a powerful witness to other believers, but it's a powerful witness to unbelievers. Uh, there was at least one unbeliever in that boat, Judas. Uh, there may have been others. We don't know. And then there were other boats with them. We don't know how many were there. And so how these disciples responded in fear instead of faith has an impact upon them. Um, do you remember the story in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John on the way to the temple? And they see a crippled man and he's begging for money because he can't work. And they say, hey, bud, we don't have anything to give you financially, but what we do have, we're going to give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he jumps up and he starts praising God. Well, you can imagine this created quite a stir and Peter and John got arrested and thrown into jail for that. And so the next morning, they're going to be called in to be questioned by the religious authorities and You may remember in Acts chapter 4 what Peter and John said. Hey, it wasn't by our own piety this happened. We didn't do it. It's by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, that just happened. And by the way, there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And one of the most wonderful verses in all the scripture is this. And when they saw, the religious leaders saw, the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished, and they recognized they had been with Jesus. You see, being thrown in jail, very likely, they ahead not say it, but very likely beaten as they are thrown into jail, and being able to respond boldly was a powerful witness to unbelievers. There's an African proverb which says, tell me and I will listen, Show me, and I will believe. Another dear great man of God, Manly Beasley, says this, We have this treasure in earthen vessels. You are not what this world needs. It's the treasure that's in you. Jesus, the world needs. And it's when a vessel is shaken, knocked over, broken, that what's inside spills out. Um, don't misunderstand. Listen, listen. Don't miss this. Listen. People have to hear the gospel to be saved. People don't get saved watching my life or your life. They must hear that they're sinners, but God loves them. And Jesus died on the cross for their sins and rose again. And if they'll, they'll turn from their sins and turn to the Lord Jesus and and surrender to him, that's what the Lord really means. If they'll do that, they'll be saved. They, they need to hear the gospel to be saved but they make decisions about the validity of the gospel based on the integrity of my life. Do what I say validate what, or it's my life rather, does my life validate what I say? They make decisions about the validity by what they see in our lives. You remember me sharing about Pat Dillmore in a previous session in Richmond and his four-year-old son got cancer and they prayed and God healed him. And then his wife got cancer, and they prayed, and and God healed her totally. He brought her to heaven, but they didn't answer the prayer the way they wanted, and she died. Later on, Pat had gotten remarried, and his current wife was with us that day, Angela. And after I'd heard Pat's story, I turned to Angela, and I asked her about, tell me about how you came to Christ and about your life. And she said, "Uh, I worked at a hotel in Washington, D.C., I had a coworker named Butch. Butch was always cheerful and helpful. One day I heard Butch's wife had left him and their two children. The next time I saw him, I asked, Butch, how are you doing? He replied, me and Jesus can get through anything. She said, I thought about that. And a few days later, I asked him, Butch, why is it that you and Jesus are different than me and Jesus? And she said, Butch shared the gospel and I trusted Jesus as my savior. Again, let's be honest, when we're in a storm, it's just real easy and it's natural to think, I want this storm to be over, but we need to remind ourselves, God wants to use this storm to impact others as a witness to others. So let's kind of draw everything together and kind of personalize it. Um, Everyone goes through storms. If you're not in a storm today, you're gonna be in a storm. And, And I like when a storm hits, I do like to check for the reason. We looked at the 10 reasons. Um, is God trying to get your attention like he did with Randy Parker? Um, uh, I always ask myself, is this a chastening of God in my life? Um, uh, is there some sin that I need to confess? We may never know the reason, but if God is chastening me and trying to get my attention, or it's something I brought on myself, I want to make sure I can confess it and get right with him again. Sometimes uh storms are for the glory of God. Um Versus the health and wealth message that so many preach. I'd love for Benny Hinn and Joel Osteen and Kenneth Copeland to been there when Jesus healed. That man had been blind from birth. He wasn't blind from birth because he didn't have faith to be healed. Jesus said this man had gone through years and years and years and years of blindness because it was for the glory of God. How do the prosperity guys handle it when James, the brother of Jesus, is beheaded? Um, so I'm going to ask myself the reason I'm going to ask the Lord God, but I'm going to remember Jesus is in the storm with me and he cares for me. And then during a storm, trusting God's care and a major part is, is, is of, of faith is not trusting that he can, that's not faith, or that he will all the time. Faith is trusting in God's care and remember how you and I handle a storm is a powerful, powerful witness. Just like Angela talked about her coworker, I've got many other testimonies about coworkers. But let me just close with a very recent and powerful story. Back in October, my wife and I had dinner with some good friends of ours, Scott and Laura Goad. And unbeknownst to Scott, he had covid and on Wednesday he and Laura both got sick and they got real sick. And on Friday I got sick. Jane didn't get sick. Um, I went and got a monoclonal antibodies infusion on Tuesday, and by the next Saturday, I was well. Scott was still sick. Laura was rushed to the hospital in an ambulance. And she was in the hospital and developed terrible pneumonia. And then early in December, she died. We were so very blessed to go to her celebration of life. Laura Jean Dibble And what a blessing Scott was. I wish I'd saved every text that Scott sent when he was asking for prayer and expressing hurt and pain because you see, we're trusting God. That doesn't mean we don't hurt. But, But when he was doing that and expressing great trust in God, and then this is what we received, at the commemoration of life service for Laura. And I want to read to you a statement down at the bottom that the family had. The Goat family would like to give thanks and praise to God Almighty for His grace, mercy, comfort, and strength that sustained us through this dark, sorrowful journey we've had to walk recently. We're overwhelmed by the outpouring of love, support, and prayers that helped Laura persevere. And listen to this. And ministered to others even while her health quickly failed. We would get texts and we heard stories, even in the hospital. Even up to her last days, Laura was witnessing and ministering to nurses and doctors in the hospital. Throughout this painful experience, God has brought elements of good in a variety of ways. So we continue to cling for Him, for comfort to Him, for comfort and peace. We've been so blessed and are so thankful that God allowed Laura to have a very special relationship with each person in our extremely close family for nearly 58 years. Praise Jesus. I don't know what kind of storm you're in or will face. This was about as hard a storm as someone can face. And through it, God used the goat family. Laura herself, Scott, her loving husband, and the members of the family to be a powerful witness for our Lord Jesus. I pray I'll be that kind of witness in every storm. I pray you'll be that kind of witness in every storm. God bless. If these podcasts are a blessing and encouragement to you, would you pray about becoming a monthly partner with Every Believer a Witness? We want to increase the number of podcasts we do, as well as reach more and more believers. You can make your tax-deductible gift on our website. Thank you.